Hey, so this question comes from Thea, and Thea is saying, aside from the simple answer, me, at this time, what is the biggest thing holding me back? I feel like there is something I can't quite see about myself, patterns, karma, in regard to moving forward in abundance in my business without working hard. My work is quite physical and energy sensitive, and I won't go into the burnout path again. Now, the first part of this question is what I call a magic eight ball question. Hey, and a very warm welcome to the Into the Light Web podcast with me, your hostess, Joanna Hunter, metaphysical teacher, spiritual life and business coach, published author, and the high priestess of the Light Web, a spiritual technology that will change your life. This is the place to be to talk everything under the Light Web from consciousness, relationships to money to spiritual business and everything in between. Let's get into this question. Why do I call the first part of this question a magic eight ball question? Magic eight ball questions for me is where you could literally just grab a magic eight ball, give it a good shake, and then ask the question, what's holding me back? What's my next steps? These are what I call magic eight ball questions. Now, the reason I normally don't answer magic eight ball questions, but the reason I chose to answer this one was because when Thea went into details, we can clearly see what's going on in the frequency and the energy. But I want to talk about magic eight ball questions first. Magic eight ball questions are questions that literally disempower us. What's holding me back? What's my next steps? It is your life. And since it is your life, it requires a level of self-guiding. It requires you to guide yourself through your life, right? So a stranger on the internet or a psychic or a medium is necessarily not going to know what's next for you. If you don't know what's next for you, how is a stranger going to know what's next for you? Same with what's holding me back. If you're not really sure what's holding you back, then yes, we can maybe see how we're blocked and things like that. But really necessarily, it is, we need to, we need to have that awareness ourselves. There's a place where we need to work on. So how could I see what's holding me back? Better question. What's holding me back is a question that literally puts the ownership of what's holding you back onto someone else. And this is what's really important with Magic 8 Ball questions and why I want to highlight them, because in my communities quite often, and I think people are unaware that they're asking these type of questions and that what they're actually wanting is a better answer, a more empowered answer. But when you ask questions like that, sometimes the quality of your answers depends on the quality of questions that you ask. So learning to ask questions that literally puts you in the driver's seat of your life, like, how could I improve things in my life? You know, how could I grow my business? These are empowering questions because you're asking for the solution to how you can take the action. Magic eight ball questions are like, I don't know. And it really indicates that we are often not in the driver's seat of our own life. And this is why I chose to answer this question, because Thea then goes on to saying, I feel like there's something I can't quite see about myself, patterns, and karma. 
So the first thing that I would say is perhaps we're not fully, fully seated in the driver's seat of our lives. And these patterns that you're feeling like you're blocked to and that you can't really see clearly. One of the things that I want to share with you as a teaching of Skylar, sometimes when we believe that we're blocked, we're actually unaligned. And it's very, very easy to be unaligned when we are not fully seated in our own power or fully seated in our own energy. And we're looking maybe to the outer world for solutions as opposed to looking internally for solutions. So what I would, one of the things that Skylar taught me, and this was something that was major to me, was that I went through a period of like clearing all my blocks. But the more I cleared my blocks, the more blocks seemed to appear. Like it was like the more I cleared the blocks, the more blocks I had. The more clear blocks I cleared, the more blocks I had. And it was just like, and then eventually, obviously, imagine clearing blocks for like a couple of years. It's very exhausting. And you get to a point where you are quite exhausted by the whole thing. And um, once I was at this point, um, I also had another policy, another teaching of uh, Skylar's, which is if it feels good, it's in. And if it feels bad, it's out. So clearing blocks had started to feel bad. It started to feel like a chore. It started to feel like a never ending thing. And so I basically halted all inner work for a while just to let myself recalibrate, take a breather from it all and recalibrate. And it it turned out to be actually the best thing ever. And what I learned during that time from Skylar was incredible. And I'm going to share that with you right now. So what I learned is the more you focus on something, the more the energy expands. So the more that I focused on clearing blocks, the more blocked I became. Hmm. Funny how that works. So that's not to say don't ever clear your blocks. If you can see a block and you can see it very, very clearly, what happens is that the more, you know, go ahead and focus on it and and clear it. But when we're getting to this place of where the blocks feel almost wispy and we feel like there's just something there, but we don't really know what is there, it's a very, very good indication of the fact that we're actually manifesting blocks because of the story that we feel blocked or that we feel that there is something. So the key is to move back to what I call the center point. The center point is where you take a deep breath you step away from the internal work and you literally say to yourself, okay, I'm fine where I am right now. I'm okay where I am right now. And what will happen is that the the ease will start to return to your life. At the moment, why I think there's this difficulty is that sometimes the telling of the story that we're blocked is the thing that is literally creating the block. It's a little quote from Skylar there. So what I love about this question is that there is the first thing that I can see in this question is the disempowerment and how the initial part of the question was asked. But then we move slightly more into power um, and the saying that we feel like we can't really quite see it. But I think this is a manifestation of really 
um, perhaps it sounds weird to say doing too much of the inner work, but sometimes when we're so internally focused, um, then what happens is that we start becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. The more that we focus on something, the more we keep attracting that vibration and that frequency in. And what we actually want to do is elevate the vibration and frequency up, not moving in a loop with the vibration and frequency. And moving in that loop can also give the feeling and the illusion that you're stuck that you're not moving forward, that you're not making progression. And in effect, you're kind of not because you're looping around, fulfilling the prophecy all the time that you're always having to clear some sort of block. So just taking a step back, realizing that you're exactly where you're meant to be, taking a deep breath, realizing and accessing of like, what can I learn from the stage of life that I'm in right now? So that helps you to access your power so what can I learn from the stage of life that I'm in now which will help you to release where you are at the moment and then the key here or what I think is the biggest thing here is that perhaps keeping the underlying pattern of all of it is so I won't go into the burnout path again so um, we're going to talk a little bit about burnout and I can definitely, if you've got any questions about burnout, please, please, please give them to me because I had a ginormous burnout that resulted in multiple organ failure and I was told actually I wouldn't survive it, which spoiler alert, I do. With the thanks of Skylar's teachings, I'm still here. And during my burnout, one of the big things that I realized in my recovery from my burnout was that I was terrified that I would burn out again. And I can feel that very much empathize with Thea, wondering, will she burn out again? The problem with burnout is that we believe that burnout is a random event and burnout is not a random event. It has never been a random event. Nobody who has ever burnt out, ever burnt out randomly. What happened is that the brain received multiple signals from the body that the body wasn't too happy. And the brain ignored those signals and continued pushing on and pushing forward, usually because of an attachment to a story. So like, I've got to do this. There were very stressful stories. So there'd be stories like, I got to do this. I got to keep pushing forward. I got to keep going. So the idea that we will burn out again is actually the idea that we will miss all of the signals again and that we will not pay attention to the signals. The truth is that we now have experience on our side because AK, we have already burned out, which means that we will be able to spot the signals and it is up for us to trust that we will respond to those signals. So ultimately the fear of burnout, the cure for the fear of burnout is to move deeper into self-trust. Ultimately the fear of burnout is a self-trust issue. We become, um, we are afraid that we are going to, or our brains are going to circumnavigate our bodies again, like we did the last time. So I can only speak from personal experience of my burnout, but my many, many clients, I can also speak from their experience. And every single client that has ever experienced the energy of burnout told me that in the run up to that burnout, there was lots of signposts that things weren't going well for them energetically and physically. However, 
usually 100% of the time in all of the stories that I've heard that there would be a more prevalent story and the story would be, I can't stop. If I don't do with this, somebody else will suffer. I have to keep going. So we were willing to not listen to the body and keep going beyond the body's limits till eventually what the body did was time out, girlfriend, time out. And at that point is when the burnout really, really hits for a person. And then in the recovery from that burnout, part of the recovery is learning to trust yourself again, even though you have on some level self-betrayed betrayed yourself in the fact that your body said hey I'm really tired and you said I've got to keep working Um, and what we need to do going forward is behave differently we have to listen to when the body is calling time on us when the body is saying I'm tired I require rest or I require nourishment or I require something we actually have to take time out of our day to do that and give that to the physical body and if we do that we can trust ourselves that we will never ever burn out again However, we will burn out again if we continue to push the body past its limits. So the body will tell you, but we burn out because we push the body past its limits. And it's listening to our physical form again. It's listening to our physical form and responding that. And that is very difficult in today's society because today's society, we are almost conditioned to not listen to our physical bodies. Hey, got a headache, pop these pills. Hey, want to lose some weight? Drink this crap in a can. Whatever, there's so many adverts and things bombarding us, literally telling us not to listen. You know, um, cold and flu remedies are a classic example. Their advertisement literally tells you, ignore the signals of your body, ignore that your body is sick, take this remedy and then carry on as normal with life. When sometimes the best cure for a cold is just good old fashioned rest. But nobody wants to know that cure. (laughs) We want to know the cure that involves us being able to carry on as normal. Um, And sometimes the body has ebbs and flows and it really, really just needs ebb time and rest time. So learning to trust yourself through that will really, really ensure that you will never burn out again. It is a self-trust issue. And when I started looking through the lens of burnout as a self-trust issue, and I stopped ignoring the symptoms that I ignored the first time, um, then you start to realize that the body really does give us many, many warning signals before it puts us on the timeout, which is the result of the big burnout. That is the the body literally going enough is enough is enough. You can't keep driving us like this. And at that point, we burn out. So I hope that that answered your question. And I hope if you're listening to this podcast and you're enjoying these, let me know in the comments, what was your biggest takeaway from this podcast? And I would also love to hear your questions. So somewhere near this podcast in the links below, you will see a link for Ask Joanna and Skylar. If you want to have your question answered, then all you need to do is drop us a little message and I will catch you in the next podcast episode.